Hello, hello, and welcome to West Franklin Talks. My name is Dave Cruz. It is Monday as we record, Thursday as this goes live, and the guy in between me and the wall. Cups of coffee. Oh, you and the wall. It's me. Yeah, yeah, that's you. Cups of coffee between us. Yes, there there is coffee between us. We are not sharing coffee, though, because no, no. I don't share coffee well. No, you didn't, I wouldn't share coffee if we weren't still in a pandemic. What? You keep saying we're in a pandemic. Are we, we, are we it, not it, out of it? It never goes away. Well, then it's not a pandemic. Okay, then. That's, Whatever it then is. Then it's called we're, reality. Okay, we're in reality, then. So, so <laughs> I heard you say that in the sermon on Sunday, and I'm like, are we really in a pandemic anymore? I don't know. I'll ask my medical people. Do that. Next time I see some of them. Because I'm not one. It just feels like it's never going away. So I guess that means it's just... It's reality. Okay. So so are you saying that if you get it, you're going to treat it like the flu? or? I think that's what most people are doing now. I didn't say most people. I said you. Me? I'm going to call out for like a whole year. Be like, <laughs> I ain't coming to work. Y'all just pay me. That's what I'm going to do. That sounds like pandemic language yeah. to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, that's just I don't want to work. Like oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so. All right. All right. Anyway, whatever it is, we're uh, we're not sharing coffee and no. we're, we're enjoying this uh, kind of gloomy Monday morning, cloudy. Yeah. It was surprising. I walked out of the house and I'm like, there's like water falling out of the sky. Yeah. yeah. That's a I, pandemic. I would say, yeah, it's about right. I wish I hadn't watered my grass last night. Oh, you're one of those people. I, I did. Man, Why? Because I didn't know it was going to rain today. Okay. This is where I just don't get that. This is me being Mm -hmm. Dave. Mm -hmm. People that water their grass and water their plants. I'm like, there's this thing called nature, Mm -hmm. and this is how God designed it to be. Okay. I'm just just talking. I I don't water my whole yard. I water my front and my side because I I want it to be pretty. Okay. I want it to stay pretty. Yeah? I don't water my plants. I probably should. Okay. I'm more I, concerned about my grass than my plants. Do, do you sit there often and just stare at your grass and be like, man, I have pretty grass? Sometimes, especially really? after I mow it. I love to just look at it. You're weird. I am. You're weird. But I love, I, I love People to, say I'm the weird one, but no. I, I love to look at look at the grass. I love to look at the um, the rows that I make with the lawnmower. Mm-hmm. Love that. You know you can make those rows without the uh, without even running your lawnmower. How's that? You just you have a push mower, right? Just yep. push it. I do. And that makes the rows. I do. That's what I mean. But that's what I do. I make the rows with my push mower. While, while you're cutting it though. You yeah. don't you don't even have to cut it. Just push the lawn mower. Oh, well I want to cut it. Okay. I want to trim it. I don't want there to be shaggy grass. Yeah. <laughs> Again, this is what God designed it to be. So All right. It's all good. <laughs> so hey, if you water your plants, more power to you. Yeah. I, I don't. I let God do his thing. That's good. Because you even said, just got to trust God. You do have to trust God. So I do. (laughs) If that plant needs to live, I trust God it's going to live. So, okay, fair enough. Hey, let's quit talking about plants. Let's talk about West Franklin. (laughs) There's a lot going on. There is. There is. This Friday, we have got family movie night. Doors open at 6. The movie starts at 6.30. We are watching the movie Luca. Okay. I still have not seen it since we talked about it last um, however, there was a couple of uh, band guys out in the lobby on Sunday talking about what an amazing movie it was. Okay. And those guys are about my age. And I thought, well, good. If it's Pixar, it's probably good. I'm sure I'm sure it's great. Lindsay yeah. wouldn't pick a bad movie. No. So, And if she did, does or did. Then people won't come back. Yeah. Never happen again. Yeah. I think there's going to be popcorn. If there's not, 
feel free to go. I've heard crow. popcorn and snacks, but Man. that's just what I've heard. I would I would come prepared with your milk duds in your purse or your your yeah. back pocket. Nope. There's a Walgreens close, yeah. or a gas station yeah. close. Yeah. So yeah, you, you know you can do all that. Yeah, there will so. be popcorn. Okay, I do I, know that. I do know there's yeah. popcorn. And then I'm looking at the month of of July. We have not much after that because Advancement Sunday is hurtling at us. Coming quick. Hurtling. What date is that, Dave? So Advancement Sunday is the 7th of August, and then the 10th of August is our first Wednesday back mm-hmm. with a lot of new opportunities. Yeah. Talk about a few of those. Well, the big one that uh, you and I are working hard on is the uh, parenting one. Um, I forget the official title again, but it has to do with parenting and culture and... Yep. Parenting reality, influencers issues okay reality influencers and issues so very excited about that august the 10th eight week study uh from everything from the development of your child all the way through mental illness um got different speakers lined up to come we're going to record it have an audio version available have a video version god willing available and um Really, really, really eager uh, about this. Going to go from what six to seven fifteen. That's correct. And uh, so that's happening. The first night we will provide a meal. First night only, mm-hmm. provide a meal. Um, then other things going on. Josh Lynn is going to be leading a cult and world religion study. Mm-hmm. Uh, that eight weeks. Um, Lindsay and and her team will be uh, offering uh, ministries for students and children. Right. And I'm assuming the men's ministry are going to continue. And uh, yep. um, anything else that usually happens on Wednesday nights, I think Brad's got a couple of big Wednesdays planned during that time frame. So Correct. check the calendar, but just know August the 10th on Wednesday night, there will be stuff available. We hope you'll come be a part of this. Uh, we've heard from a lot of folks, why don't we have Wednesday nights? Why don't we have Wednesday nights? Well, we're about to have Wednesday nights. It's going Most of it's going to be focused study-based. So mm-hmm. about eight weeks long, the student ministry will continue on through the semester. We're going to see if children's ministry can or cannot. And here's the thing. There's going to be some folks that will be disappointed. Oh, it's not every week. Oh, there's not a meal every week. It'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we're doing what we think is best for who we are now, mm-hmm. not who we were. And so if you're one of those, man, I got to I gotta eat my church Wednesday night dinner. Great. You bring your dinner. <laughs> we'll get you a little corner set up, and you can hang out with your friends and eat your dinner. Cool? Cool. You bring your dinner. That's right. I like that, Dave. And, you know, I got something in me. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Another opportunity coming up, Matt, just kind of came up on our calendar in the last week. We have a mo- uh, medical dental unit or a mobile dental unit, however you want to call it. An MDU for Oak Cottage, um, that's one of the ministries that we uh, support. And so on August the 19th, it, my calendar says at 6 p.m., we are setting up our mobile dental, dental unit, and we're going to be doing stuff with those ladies, cleaning teeth and whatever else needs to happen. Now, I'm not cleaning teeth, but Dennis no, will clean no, teeth. Nor am I. But we need folks to help out with that. We need folks who can serve as assistants, who can sterilize equipment, who can do intake, who can have conversations. And our women's ministry is providing a lot of the leadership in this part of it. So if you're interested in helping serve, you don't have to be a woman, but if you are if you are a woman and you're interested, reach out to Kirsten Wolf, kwolf at westfranklinchurch.com. Or if you need more information, Josh Lynn, jlynn at westfranklinchurch.com. We'd love to get you connected in. It's an easy opportunity for some local mission opportunities in a way just to love these ladies as they 
transition back into everyday life um, outside of prison. So, it's an incredible ministry. It is incredible opportunities. And MDU yeah. is pretty interesting too. It if is. you've never seen the truck <laughs> or never done anything with them, it's it's a good opportunity to see one aspect of Brentwood. It's very unique. It it really is, and we support that mm-hmm. with our our tithes and offerings. It's like a food truck, except cleans it, your teeth. <laughs> I don't think that's Or maybe like one of those mobile grooming pet trucks. That that might be a little more accurate, but again, just not quite. It's a very unique truck that um, you walk inside of it and you think if you didn't know any better, you'd be inside a doctor's office. It really is. It's it's been a couple years, so I think they've even improved since I've been in there last. All right. A lot going on. A lot of goofiness out of you and me. Yeah. It's so, Monday morning, man. It is Monday. <laughs> it is Monday. So You, you know, could... a quick shout out, by the way. Uh-oh. To uh, Hunter Jones. Okay. Who will be a senior in college. Great. I was at an event the other night, sat by his dad, Harmon, and Harmon said that Hunter listens to the podcast and thinks you and I uh, feed off each other very, very well. Finds himself laughing from time to time. At least according to Harmon, he does. Well, I, did not, I did not ask Hunter about it. But Hunter, if you're listening, I'm glad you're listening. Way to go. Hunter, let me say thank you also. We're so thankful that you take a few minutes out of your day to spend time with us. But don't you have better things to be doing with your life? You're a senior in college, man. Go live. I disagree, uh, Hunter. I think you're doing unless, probably the best thing you can do for your soul. Unless. <laughs> Here, what if he's using us to fall asleep to? Uh, it could be, which I wouldn't blame him. I wouldn't either. Uh, it could that happen. Maybe it. It could happen. Yeah. All right. Well, so what, you're, whatever you're, you're doing, Hunter. If you're struggling with sleep, give us a listen. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. If you need to feel better about your humor, there you go. In transition, you We're, could download yesterday's sermon. Yeah. And, uh, I saw some people snoozing yesterday during oh, the really? during the sermon. Oh, yeah. Really? Those, those seats are cozy, man. They are. Yeah. They are. I even had some folks from Brentwood find me afterwards and say, I'm going back and telling my friends how comfortable these seats are and to quit complaining about the pews. There you go. I like to hear that. Yeah. You're welcome, Brentwood. <laughs> so, all right, Matt. So you preached yeah. Revelation uh, 15 through 19. Is that correct? First part of 19, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. the one thing you hoped the listener, the audience, the whoever would take away from it. As cliche as it sounds and as simple as it sounds and as obvious as it sounds, I still think the theme of these verses in particular were uh, when you're wondering if and when God is ever going to do anything to Mm -hmm. fix this mess, you worship. Okay. Would you... Every, it seems like every week when I ask you that question, you you start with as cliche as it is. Mm-hmm. Would you say that Revelation is just a book of cliches? No. <laughs> the way I describe it, <laughs> okay. is, it could come off as cliche. Like, okay, I know I'm supposed to worship. Let's move on. Let's move on. I'm supposed to pray. I'm right. supposed to be yeah, aware. Yeah. So. so it's just a it, John constantly reminds us to 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 worship, and by that I don't just mean singing, though that's included. Mm-hmm. It's obedience it's remembering god's in charge not us it's remembering it's his timetable not ours all right so so let's ask this fun question yep if it's a if it being somewhat joking a book of cliches Mm -hmm. it's the obvious things that we should be doing Mm -hmm. how should we as followers be helping what steps should we take to keep a freshness to these cliches Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because let's be honest if if it becomes rote routine it loses one its impact too. It loses its um, desirability. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe that's a good way to put it. And so, I was a I was a band geek all through high school, mm-hmm. and we 
marched our routine so many times before we did even the first show at a football game. Like we could do it frontwards, backwards, mm-hmm. sideways, eyes closed, you name it. In some ways, it feels like the the rhythms and routines of Christianity can become that, and so you're just doing it on autopilot. You've done it so much. How do we how do we overcome that? So when we encounter the cliche mm-hmm. of we should just worship and we should just pray, that it's not a cliche, but it's fresh and it's engaging and it's revitalizing. Well, I think part of the beauty of it is is that it is. It just becomes your routine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think there's danger when you try to freshen up something that doesn't need it. Okay. It would be like me trying to jazz up the Lord's Supper. I get you on that. Mm-hmm. But is there not the, uh, I guess I'll take the exercise mentality. You can't do the same exercise routine day in and day out. At some point you plateau, you're no longer, it's not as effective. I'm not saying prayer is never effective. But you you just kind of going through the motions rather than actually thinking through and engaging in the process. Does that make sense? Yes, it does make sense. Um, and, this, it's a, and it's a great question. And I, and Matt and I talked nothing about this beforehand, well, so I'm throwing this all at I, him. I do think there are seasons in every soul to where you feel maybe God is distant, or maybe feel like it's boring. Um, and, and there are times that perhaps you need to try a different way of praying. Like if you usually journal your prayers and it gets boring, maybe try walking um, or kneeling. Um, if, you, if you read the same, if you do the same Bible routine, there are times I need to find an author to read for a little while that sparks my creativity when I read the Bible. Um, I remember when I was in college, I mean, I, I'd been taught from sixth or seventh grade to have a daily quiet time. And I didn't do it all the time, of course, but I, I had gotten into that routine. But in college, I was just like, this is just boring. And I remember I picked up a Max Licato book, and it, it was life to me. And, um, and so I still have to do something like that every now and then when I'm like, okay, I, I need something to yeah. just, um, just re- boost the, the thinking, remind me how beautiful the Bible is, remind me yeah. how incredible God is, because it does get wrote. Yeah. Um, it it I, I guess I guess the plea the cliche that we keep referring to that word is the thought that we have to do something else right. Um, it's not to say we just we don't ever act, but a lot of times we act without encountering God, without going to God first, thinking that God is not doing anything right, and that's where it gets dangerous. Yeah, yeah, and I get that. I get that. I guess I'm just. There's a there's always the the longer you do something the more just I do it out of mm-hmm. habit. Not even that's not even the right word because habit's not always bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do it mindlessly. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so I do it just because I've always done it and I just I'm on autopilot and I'm really not getting anything out of it. So right. so when you say hey the cliche of well you just worship. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it has to be engaged worship. Right. It can't just be, well, let me go throw on some whoever. Was, right. it, was the Max Lucado book uh, Hermie Goes to Camp? No. Okay. It was actually for adults. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> just, just I mean, I read several of them in college. I might right. need to go back and I mean, his creativity and his gift of writing is so unique. Yeah, he, he is good author. Um, and another thing, when, when you see the worship passages in Revelation, and there are many, mm-hmm. there are different 
things they say, mm-hmm. different attributes of God to address the situation. So uh, every day is different. Right. And so perhaps we need to approach of, okay, what is, what is God doing and what's happening in my life today? Right. What's God doing in this conversation? Could God be in this podcast? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Let's not stretch things now. <laughs> um, but it's... Uh, I. I and in and, and our minds, at least in my mind, Dave, when I say worship, I immediately go to Sunday morning singing Yeah, in my mind. Right. And yes, that's included. Yes, that must be part of it. But there's so much more to it. Yeah. Than I don't. It, it's putting worth, putting putting the worth and value on God in every part of your life. Yeah. Yeah. And, so. and, and I think that's part of the challenge of when we say worship, a lot of times it is. Mm-hmm. The majority of folks go immediately to mm-hmm. Sunday morning and... <laughs> We have not developed the habit, the skill, the whatever you want to call it, of of being able not per, I hate to call it personal worship, mm-hmm. but worshiping God on your own mm-hmm. as an individual. I don't have it in front of me, so this is not going to be a direct quote. But I did quote Eugene Peterson's definition of worship from his book on Revelation, and that is, if I remember correctly, putting your attention on the being and actions of God. Man, that's good. Um, and that's it. it. And it's and it's it's not it's not to cause anxiety. Oh my gosh, I got it, I got it, I got it. Yeah. But it is allowing your mind to be reminded that God is the actor. Mm-hmm. That um, God is the one doing this thing, and our timetable is not His. And his is good, yeah. which is hard. Hard to understand sometimes, yeah. but also some of the easiest things for us to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. Um, a, a couple of things I want to highlight, Dave. Sure. One is the reminder that there are hundreds of Old Testament references in the Book of Revelation, mm-hmm. and I, th- I think I've been convicted as I've as I've studied it this time, this go round, that it has been interpreted by me. And I've heard it taught in so many different ways that it neglects what John's doing for his readers. Mm. It neglects the richness of the Old Testament and bringing those things together to help us understand. Sure. I don't. Th- I could be wrong, but I don't think John meant for his readers or his listeners, the, the, those whom he gave these visions to. I do not think he meant for them to go home and try to figure it all out. Okay. I think he meant for them to see how God has worked before and the promise that God's going to work similarly. Yeah, it will look different, but similarly sure. again, yeah. and to put their hope in that. And the second thing is I want to I want to highlight the difference between prostitute worship and bride worship. Okay. Uh, in, verse, in, in chapter 17 and 18, bri- uh, prostitute and sexual immorality is highlighted. Uh, he gives us very strong language, I think, to shake us into reality. He's not necessarily talking about those who do commit prostitution physically or commit sexual immorality physically, though, it, though it's included. He's saying this is what we do spiritually if sure. we're not careful. Yeah. And he compares it to a bride in chapter 19. And a prostitute, I, I, I like the word, I say like the word, I hate anything having to do with prostitution, but... The, the word to help us understand it better, I think, is transactional, mm-hmm. whereas bride is relational. Okay. Uh, as I've read in my study, a prostitute, once the transaction is over, the relationship's over. You gave me what I want. Now, I don't, I don't right. care if you're around anymore. Right. If we're not careful, Dave, Satan deceives us into thinking that's, what we ha- that's okay to do with God. Sure. God, I need you to get me out of this bind. You've got me out of the bind. Thanks. I'll call on you when I need you. Yeah. The bride is. I want you. Right. I'm in this with you. Right. 
There's going to be awesome times. There's going to be horrific times. But I'm with you. And so a, a big takeaway I want for our people is to ask themselves, wrestle with God in this. Do I have a transactional relationship with God? Or I don't even want to call it a relationship. Do I have a transactional encounter with God on a on a transaction by transaction basis or do I have a real relationship with God do you read your Bible in the morning uh, in hopes that he'll bless your business or do you read your Bible in the morning because you want to meet with God sure Uh, those are big differences not to say that you can't ask God to bless your business there's nothing wrong with that but if the goal is to treat him like you would a Santa Claus instead of just being with him and being okay with who he is that that could be an issue and I think John writes this over and over again to say look we got to be careful here Because we could be deceived without even knowing it. Well, and, and one one mentality that I've heard expressed before is it's whose will are you trying to live out? Mm-hmm. Is it your will mm-hmm. and you're trying That's to good. bend God to your will, mm-hmm. or are you trying to live out God's will and you're uh, you're submitting? Yeah. Or bending to his will, mm-hmm. however you want to phrase mm-hmm. it. But yeah, I mean, that that's and I, I don't think there's a problem saying it's a transactional relationship with God. I mean, I know you said you don't. It's not even a relationship, but it it is. Hey, I'm turning to him because I need him, want him to do this. So it is, and I and I don't. I wouldn't hesitate on saying it's still a relationship. It's a wrong relationship, mm-hmm. but it is a relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So but yeah, that's that's a huge distinction, yeah. and and I would say the majority of us operate on the transactional side. We gotta we gotta be careful. We gotta be careful, yep. and uh, I, I'm glad you said that because I don't want people to think it's it's wrong to ask God for stuff mm-hmm. for help. Would would do. If if you're done with God, if he doesn't do it, if you're done with God after he does it, then you have to check, okay, is this a relationship or did I just did I just want him like a good luck charm? Yeah. Is, it, is he a genie? Well, and we kind of talked about that, the more yeah. relativistic theism yeah. of yeah. little Jesus in your in your shirt pocket mm-hmm. that you pull out when mm-hmm. it's test time or, or tax time or whatever. Mm-hmm. Hey, I need you to you right. shake him around a little bit, hopefully get some right. fairy dust out of him and put him back in your pocket. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's a a very modern but also common thought now mm-hmm. towards God and it's very consumeristic yeah which is not at all what God is nope so not at all so um, you said something that that triggered the very last thing I left our our listeners with and I know you had to step out because of other responsibilities but. I, cl- I closed the sermon, Dave, talking about the cup of God's wrath that's going to be poured out mm-hmm. on the wicked. Sure. And uh, how you avoid that. Right. Because everyone who has rejected God or ignored God or twisted God's ways into their ways will be under the cup of God's wrath. Mm-hmm. And just by way of reminder, Jesus prayed a specific prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane, and that is, if your will, that's what mm-hmm. triggered it a second ago, God, if it's your will, take this cup, cup from me. Yeah. And he drank the cup of God's wrath. And the only way to avoid the future cup of God's wrath being poured out is if you've believed that Jesus drunk the cup on your behalf. Mm-hmm. It's the only way. Yeah. There is no other way. And so put hope fully in that. And know that there's nothing else necessary to be done. He drank it to its drag. I mean, he drank it. No more, no more drops left. That's right. And so, anyway, yeah, I'm glad it was... Um, I'm glad it was not God's will that he not drink it, if I'm saying that right. I'm glad it was God's will that he drank it. There you go. <laughs> Let me put it that way. I was about to say. Um, Easier for me to say because I'm not, I wasn't the one about to drink it like Jesus was. Well, but. you know, he, even he was going, hey, I really yeah. don't want yeah. to, but if, 
if you say this is he the was way. willing to submit to yeah. God's will, yeah. which was what you were saying earlier. Yeah, yeah, which is big. Yeah, it is. So the next couple of weeks, Dave. Um, Chapters 19, 20, maybe 21 this week, and then uh, final week, Revelation 22. And then we're back at the sermon series of yeah. all of Berlin. I think we go to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 6, looking at a family series. Yeah, it's gonna be, that's I'm, right. I'm pretty excited about that yeah. one, so yeah. can't wait to see where, where we go. What else, man? Anything? I think that's it, man. All right, Please send us questions. I haven't gotten near as many questions as I thought I would this series, so send them my way. Pearson at westfranklinchurch.com. I'll send you a few. Okay. Hey, while I come up with some questions for Matt, we will be back next week with another episode of West Franklin Talks. Thanks for joining us today. You be good, you be safe, and may the Lord bless you and keep you.